Hey folks, this is the guy, Chad, and you are listening to a Dogcast Studio podcast. Catch new episodes of the Turnbuckle Report every Wednesday. You can listen to us on Google Podcasts, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Podomatic, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio. Follow our shows on Facebook or Twitter. Stay healed, baby. Welcome, folks, to another episode of the Turnbuckle Report. Tonight is a special edition of TBR Dark. That's right, folks. TBR Dark, as you're well aware, is an episode we just dive into one topic, kind of something that's been on our mind, something that's been eating us away a little bit, something we want to dig into. Maybe we got an idea on a, on a previous show. We want to dig in, get a little granular on it. And uh, I can't do this show alone. Never tried, at least. Got to have the guy with me tonight. What's up, brother? Doing well, sir. I hope you are having a fantastic day. Uh, I'm really excited about a a dark episode. We've released a few in the past. These are episodes where we just feel like we need to get something off our mind. We want to talk about something. And uh, I'm really excited about today's topic. I really am, sir. Sir, I'm... Sir? Sir? I'm excited. Sir? 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 Excuse me? Sir? Real quick, sir. Sir? Can I finish? Can I finish? Can I finish? Can I finish? Well, these shows always start off with an idea, and that idea was always after a recording. Because for you folks that, that haven't figured this out yet, we really never stop talking wrestling. Uh, we just you know spend an hour of it on, on air. And after the shows, we are always uh, winding down a little bit, talking a little bit, and something comes up. Just like this t- tonight's topic just kind of came up at a, in a post-episode. And uh, we decided, you know, we we need to get on and have a dark episode on this. And tonight's topic, I'm gonna I'm gonna spare all the suspense. I've went a minute and a half leading you into this topic. Tonight, we're not only gonna talk championships, we're specifically gonna talk championships that have been designed for a specific character wrestler. And uh, we can't do that without really understanding, you know, who really does that. And the WWF, WWE have been the ones that have historically done that. We haven't seen that a whole lot anywhere else. But uh, the WWF, WWE have. So we have to start there. Chad, he went back in the Wayback Machine and started uh, Googling shit. And uh, you got a little history for us, I guess. You can kick us off with uh, with the history of this title. So that way we know where we're starting. Right. And and, and for our WWE fans, because we all know we're, you and I are a bunch of AEW marks, um, oh, yes. hopefully when this releases, AEW is still We don't know anything around. about the WWE. Hopefully AEW is still a thing when this, this goes live. But because uh, we don't know when this episode is releasing. <laughs> really, really suck. We don't. <laughs> It'll really suck if it's not. <laughs> but we're talking WWF tonight. WWE. I'm sorry. WWE. We're talking WWE. So for your brother and all of our WWE fans, you are welcome. That's right. You're welcome. Well, we started off, when we started off this discussion, I, you know, when we were, essentially we write, we're always writing episodes. I don't think we're never not writing. We're always writing it's always in our. It's head. always. I got a notepad. Notepad. Texting one another. Yeah. We're always writing for the show. It's it's nonstop every day yeah. between our jobs, lives, and so as I was thinking about how we wanted to present this show, there's only one man that comes to your mind when you think WWE title and history, and that's Bruno San Martino, longest reigning champion, one of the first WWWF champions. I put a lot of W's in there, and to start off. You can never have too many W's. His belt looks like the U.S. title for, uh, or the the North American title, or the United States Championship for NWA. The original title 
was just an outline of the early, and this is early version WWE title, was just the continent of the U.S. And honestly, I really yeah. like the design. Now, it, it feels a lot like the, the uh, um, what do they call it in NWA? North American Champion or whatever they call it? It, it has yeah, that yeah. vibe to it. So it's a, it's a very NWA US champion belt. It's, it's a tiny belt, nothing crazy, but I like it. And then you move into the Iron Sheik version, which to me, if I had to compare this to any other belt, looks like the 24-7 title. And it's got the mm-hmm. it's got basically a green strap with a dude holding the title over his head in the middle, and the globe is behind him. So this is like early... I don't know. It's, it's, it's a precursor. And of course... And of course, in between that, I think every territory at that time had a very similar WWE, or I'm sorry, a very similar lurking, looking world's heavyweight championship belt. The early versions mm-hmm. of the WWE title after it looked like the North American continent turned into what looks like the NWA championship. All right. So then it, then it eventually evolved where then when Hogan took over as the poster boy for WWF at the time, you have what is called the winged oh, eagle. And that, my friend, is the topic of discussion. So you had Bruno San Martino, Iron Sheik had his change, and then the final change, which lasted for a long time, until 2005, was the winged dingle. And I'm going to pass it back over to my brother, man, because that is where we're going. Well, the winged eagle, I've made no bones about it, is uh, in, in one of our episodes we talked about favorite titles, and winged eagle was one of my favorite titles of all time. Uh, my number one absolute favorite title is Big Goldie, uh, the the uh, WCW World Heavyweight Championship. So Winged Eagle was its was its counterpart, right? right? And you're right. That started with Hulkamania, Hulk Hogan. I believe it was December of eighty four, eighty three. I don't know. I don't know. I didn't. I haven't googled it, and I'm not going to Google it. When he won it from Iron Sheik, then they donned the new belt because now here's Hulkamania. What's interesting about that is. You would think, with this being driven so close to him, that they would have something in there about him. But they didn't. They just came out with a new look, and the look stood out. It was completely different from any other title. Uh, And it stood the test of time. I mean, they held that title for, um, what, seven years? Seven years before we see its first variation. And that's really what got us on the mic tonight, was kind of talking about this. Uh, The first time WWE ever changed a title look for a certain wrestler and that was wrestlemania 6 where they took the winged eagle and took the traditional black strap off and put it on a teal strap for the uh, ultimate warrior so they they did this but uh what's interesting is they they didn't just um do that with the winged eagle for ultimate warrior you know we all know now you know because it's all in a vacuum the ultimate warrior was meant to be the guy he was meant to Carry the company. To make everybody forget about Hulk. Right. Yeah, he was meant to make everybody forget about Hulkamania. So when he won the Intercontinental title, they did the same thing. They they took it off the traditional black strap, put it onto the white strap. And, and so it wasn't crazy that they did that, but it was, you know, certainly a cool look for the Winged Eagle. Um, But did it work? Did they accomplish what they wanted to accomplish? Well, what, was your, what was your feeling about that? So for me, you know, and like mm-hmm. I said, the early variations of Hulk, uh, of Hulkster's WWE title was just it looked like the world's heavyweight championship from NWA. So there wasn't the Winged Eagle was a very mm-hmm. world's heavyweight champion NWA esque looking championship. But when that Winged Eagle came out and that first variation mm-hmm. of the Winged Eagle, we're talking like Bret Hart wearing this title, looking damn good in mm-hmm. it too. By the way, 
Because if you have to sit and think of yeah. any person that looked good in a belt, it was it's Bret Hart. And what 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 always pisses me off about this is is that even though Bret Hart was part of what I call the garbage era of wrestling for WWE, he had mm-hmm. one of the best looking variations of the wing angle at the time. We're talking before Stone Cold put his hands on it. So in my opinion, that mm-hmm. black strap with Bret Hart is the best looking belt that I think WWE has ever released to date. To date. That teal belt, when they changed that, that told me that the wrestler was bigger than the belt, took away all that prestigiousness that they built when they made Hogan their guy. So even though that teal belt is a cool collector's item, I'm not a fan of what they were doing at the time because that was saying that that there one man was bigger than the company. And I think ultimately that's what ruined it with Ultimate Warrior. I think that it got to his head. I think it got too big for him. Well, Warrior was extremely selfish. And uh, there's a lot of history that points to that. And, you know, you don't ever want to speak ill of the dead, but you can certainly speak the truth. And the truth of the matter is he was selfish with the with 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 the business. Um, Hogan gave everything. Hogan was sold out to being Hulkamania and he, he did all the sacrifices. He did. He did what a champion's supposed to do, where Warrior just kind of wanted to, you know, have his own thing. And I I think that if you had a better uh, human being, if you had a better uh, person behind the character, then I think we would have all definitely forgot about. Uh, Hulkamania, because Warrior had that look. He had the, the the music, the running out to the ring, and even though he wasn't like the greatest in ring wrestler, neither was Hogan. None of that mattered. It was all charisma. If you just would have had a little better class of human being, I guess um, it probably we probably wouldn't be so hung up on Hogan the way the way that we still are. You still you still see Hogan, and and it still brings back all those memories, and he still he still controls it all, and that's the guy, in my opinion. I think that if it weren't for that, for those set of events to happen, you wouldn't have gotten the back to the black strap, winged eagle, and putting it on Bret Hart. Hell, and Randy Savage, too. So Randy Savage is mixed in and, and sprinkled in between the Bret Hart era as well. But Bret Hart was the guy. Mm-hmm. And then, in my opinion, that is the best looking belt before they started making all the crazy changes later on in the Attitude Era. But to me, that is the best yeah. looking WWE title they ever had was that winged eagle around Bret Hart, and if it weren't for Ultimate Warrior doing what Ultimate Warrior did, we would have never gotten this. This wouldn't be a version that we would have saw. Bret Hart put back prestigiousness into the belt. He made the belt be bigger than the company, not the not the wrestler. And that's something you have to admire about Bret Hart. He, he put that back in the belt. So thankfully that happened. So we have something thankful here. Yeah, make no mistake about it. I um, Bret Hart's one of my all-time top three. Um, and yeah, the strap looked, the belt looked the best on him because I think there you, there you have it, the character of the man. Um, and you could see he respected the title. Uh, Brett was one of the first to uh, kiss the belt before every title match. And you could see the way he held it was with respect. Uh, and he's talked about this. He's talked about, um, you know, what it meant to be, to be the champion. And certainly growing up in the Hart Foundation, or I'm sorry, in the Hart, uh, the the Hart family, you know, he had to learn what that meant, and um, <clears throat> he held it the best. But the, the the topic tonight is, does it work? Does it work to do this? So we, we have our first example of Ultimate Warrior uh, getting the title changed to, to look his way and to be his, his style. Though the title looked good, um, it was short-lived. I guess the next time we see that would probably be with uh, the Smoking Skull with, with uh, Steve Austin. Right? Now we're getting into the meat. So all of that is yep. leading to this. Did that yep. work? Now you're going back to making the wrestler bigger than the title. 
did it work for Stone Cold? Are you asking me? Yeah. <laughs> Just in your opinion, <laughs> yeah. what do you think? Do you think Steve Austin's Smoking Skull title, which he carried with him for a long time, that was the belt for a while mm-hmm. in WWE, did it work? was, and did it work in terms of selling merchandise? Absolutely. Fuck yeah, it did. Um, if you go and, and watch, you know, you go and watch his um, Smoking Skull sessions where he does the interviews, he has that Smoking Skull title belt hanging in right behind him. Um, there is, there is, there, I don't even think there's an argument about this. The most over wrestler of all time is Stone Cold Steve Austin. If you don't believe that, then just Google t-shirt sales because that's what it comes down to. If you like somebody, you buy their t-shirt. I know you, Chad. If the minute you see somebody on AEW, WWE, it doesn't matter where it's at. You see somebody, you like them in the ring that night, you are online buying their t-shirt. Absolutely. Well, people people still to this day are buying a black Austin 316 shirt. Still to this day. You still turn on any any WWE product and you pan through the crowd, you will see Austin so, 316. Essentially, yes, it worked. And I feel like so, yeah, era, yeah, it's yeah, I think it worked for him. I don't, however, think it worked for The Rock. I think during that era, I think for me, if I have to think back when I was watching wrestling as a kid, I think the belt and Steve Austin felt like a fluid one and the same. The belt mm-hmm. never seemed bigger than Austin. Austin never felt bigger than the belt. He never felt bigger than the company. But it also solidified that he was the man. This He was the guy for WWE. And I think it worked for that. But then when you went to the Brahma Bull belt, then it felt like a gimmick. Now it doesn't feel like... Now we don't feel like this is a prestigious belt. This feels like a gimmick. And I think in this mm-hmm. era, we're moving past the Steve Austin era, and we're getting into the Dwayne Johnson, the Rock era, and it felt like a gimmick to me. And I, I don't think it worked for The Rock as well as it did for Steve Austin. I think because it was one of the first times you'd seen that with Steve Austin, it worked. Now we're seeing it again for The Rock. I, I, And I'm not a fan of the belt either. And I love The Rock, but I do mm-hmm. not like that design. I do not like that belt. I feel like it took a lot away from it. It made The Rock bigger than the belt. And uh, I think the belt yeah. lost a lot of what it meant at that time. And it's clear, too. It's clear. Because what did WWE do when The Rock left? What belt did they create? The Undisputed. The Undisputed Championship. They had to. Because the belt, got, the, the man was bigger than the belt. And they had to create a belt that yeah. was bigger than the wrestler. So that well, gimmick just, did not work. You just hit the nail on the head for me. That's We're having this whole discussion, I guess, to, to dissect, does, does the whole idea work? And for me, for what I like in wrestling, my taste, uh, no, I don't think it worked. Because, in my opinion, pro wrestling is not that hard to figure out. Though, you know, there's a lot of time spent thinking about how to how to make it better or whatever. You, st- you, stick, to, you stick to the basics. You yep. can't make the wrestler bigger than the title. You got to make the title the biggest thing. Because the character is going to go away eventually. The title is the constant. The title is the thing that's not going to leave. That should be the most important. It should be the prized possession that never gets thrown on the ground. The prized possession that, um, uh, in my opinion, this is really old school of me. I hate it when they carry it over their, sl- their shoulder. I hate it. Wear that thing around your waist, just like uh, we, we saw. I'm going way back now, but we saw with uh, with Kenny Omega when he was the, the t- holding all the titles. He got criticized one week because he came out and had his little, his little uh, dopey stooge boy holding all of his titles, 
he gets criticized and blown up on Busted Open that week, and ne- the next week you see him coming out, and he he almost mocked it and had every one of them strapped on him, which that was funny. But that's kind of how old school I am. Is I I want you wearing the thing. I want you to have pride in it. Roman never does. Um, no, Paul Heyman carries it. Yeah, I don't like that. I I like the um, I like I like the pride of it. Should um, I say Roman never did? I, I don't know. Past tense. Who knows? Well, and he, here's here's the interesting thing is we we've talked about if you're going to take a title and you're going to give it the smoke and skull or you're going to give it the Brahma Bowl, you are you are basically saying that my entire future as a company is hinged on this one human being. I don't like that. That that's too that's too close to the cuff. That that's not what pro wrestling is about. But now, when you take a title, I actually think it worked for the Warrior. It gre- created more intrigue because think about, and I'm going back a little bit here, but think about what the whole idea was. The idea was Hogan was going away. Ultim- uh, Hulkamania had been around for six, seven years at that point. It was going away. He was going off to do his stupid movies, uh, which we all know were a failure at this point. Um, <clears throat> but back then, we certainly didn't. We just knew Ho- Ho- they just knew Hogan was going away. So when they were ushering in ultimate warrior the idea was your dad liked hogan but the new kids were going to like warrior and that's kind of how it was now we were kids at that time and i'm pretty sure both of you both you and i liked warrior um we i know i wasn't like oh my god ultimate warrior i i was i was bret hart all the way at that time it was it was the pink and black but i certainly liked warrior over hogan i certainly did because i because he that character spoke to me so when you came out that next Saturday night main event, he's now it's after WrestleMania six and he's now the champion. He's got that teal strap. It looks different. Now it feels more special to me. So I get the idea. I think the same concept was was uh, uh, was revisited by the WWE when they deci- decided to have the same color of strap for the universal title, depending on what show it was on, i.e. the red strap for Raw, the blue strap for SmackDown. Mm-hmm. I'm okay with that. I, I actually, I'm actually really okay with that because it shows brand loyalty, and and we all know that they're constantly trying to pump a Survivor Series kind of attitude that we have to have brand supremacy and brand loyalty. Um, so I'm right. okay with that. I'm okay with having the the color for the for the show it's on, but changing it just for a, um, a character, I don't like. Now I guess I guess we're really getting into kind of the uh, the bolts of this here. There's one wrestler that we've been we we haven't even hinted towards, but John Cena. John Cena had the sp- the spinner belt. Most I personally hated. Belt. I hated that motherfucking belt. I hated it. So did I, I I hated the damn thing. But I'll still I'll tell you to this day because we're we're throwing some facts out here for throwing some knowledge out here for you tonight, folks. To this day, the most purchased replica belt on WWE.com is still the spinner belt. It is the most the recognizable belt. Of all yep. of them, of all above of above the the smoke and skull, above the Brahma, above the the Warrior editions, the 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 brand supremacy editions, but above all of them, it's the Spinner Belt. Now, the Spinner Belt didn't just go away when John Cena lost it; it hung on a little bit. But you, we all knew that that belt was for John Cena because of his thugonomics character, right? Yep. Uh, but that's really, I, I think, for me. Um, going through those phases as as a kid, a teenager, and then an adult watching wrestling, I think that the spinner belt was the first time I, I thought to to myself that we are uh, what are we doing? Why are we changing the title for a character? 
even though I had seen all that, I didn't make that connection until later on in life when I'm a grown ass man <laughs> watching wrestling and wondering why John Cena is still on my screen and and, and I all I want to do is boo the motherfucker. It's weird about that spinner title. Like you said, there was different variations. They had a variation where it was locked in place. It didn't spin. They uh, had a variation for Edge, the the rated R spinner belt. Um, but when John had it, the W inside spun around. Like it, it was the most ridiculous belt I'd ever seen in my life. And I don't know if it's because growing up as a kid, I was so used to the winged eagle. When I saw it, I didn't like it. And I didn't like it for a long time. But what's crazy about it, it is the most iconic and recognized belt of all time. So did it work is the question? Fuck yeah, it worked. It worked really well. <laughs> regardless of how I feel about the belt, regardless yeah, of how you exactly. feel about the belt, it worked. WWE yeah. still sells that belt today. I'm shocked they haven't gone back to it. Um, it, it is the most recognizable WWE belt title of all time. I don't even remember what the undisputed title looks like. I, I know it was a variation of the winged eagle, but I can't think in my head what it looked like. But I can tell you exactly what the spinner belt looks like. I can't mm-hmm. tell you what the original winged eagle looked like. I can't give you details, but I can give you details about the spinner belt. It is insane. Mm-hmm. It is insane. And then after the spinner belt, you have what you have today. The, the, the only thing that changed was WWE revamped their logo, and whatever the WWE logo is today is whatever the title looks like. And every title looks the same except for the tag team titles. So one title doesn't look any different over the other. I'm sorry, you got your mid-card belts, the U.S. title and the Intercontinental. And essentially those two belts are kind of variations of each other anyways. Um, but but the WWE title, holy shit, did it not work with John Cena, man? And, and, and like I said, it doesn't matter how we feel. That is the most iconic. And it's crazy because I hated that belt. Hated it. Mm-hmm. And then when I think back to, like, WCW days, that shit wasn't going on with Big Goldie. The only thing no. that changed was Hogan took spray paint and put WCW or NWO in the front of it. NWO, yeah. yeah. That's it. That was the only variation. Which was, which was hugely controversial at the time. Huge. Yeah. Huge. It, it was a replica version of the belt. Eventually, what they had to do is they had to manufacture a spray paint belt because the spray paint wouldn't hold. It would come right off the belt. But... That belt is the most yeah. second most recognizable belt in the world because of what Hogan did, because he spray painted NWO on the front of that title. Well, folks, you know, there you have it. We're talking we're talking belts and how they impact uh how the characters can impact them and how it really should just be the, the title impacting the character. But uh take to our social media and give us your opinion, whether you're peel, whether you're babyface, you do you. This has been a Dogcast production.